right, part two, you guys. Welcome back to Fun on Weekdays podcast. If you didn't listen to part one of my episode with my bestie, Megan Morrow, go ahead and listen to it either before or after this episode. You really get to know her a little bit more and her experience in college, kind of how she got to where she is now with her job in recruiting. But in today's episode, we're going to dive right into how she was able to be approved as an Amazon storefront influencer, how much money she has made, her tips to going viral on TikTok, and how she's able to turn this into another stream of revenue as a micro-influencer. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. I know I did. I learned so much. Let's get into it, Megan. Yeah, speaking of your nine to five does not need to be your passion. So going into recruiting and leaving like fashion, how would you compare your overall attitude towards work and getting up every day and working nine to five? Because that is a good amount of your life, right? Like that's 40 hours a week. How is your attitude towards getting up every day and working for something that you're not super passionate about? How has that like changed or affected your overall life because you said that your quality of life is still really really great so how do you not let your lack of passion for job affect the quality of your life I guess is what I'm trying to get at so it's a very gray line and and there are points in the year where I felt myself like logging off shutting my laptop and like being drained and feeling like oh I don't want to do anything I don't want to talk to anyone like this this job is soul-sucking but there are other parts of me that are like okay Megan, you have to remember that this isn't a forever thing. And even if it's not for you or you don't feel as passionately about it as like everybody around you or um, or feel as motivated by everyone around you by what they're doing, that is okay. And, and to just be able to separate the two and, and really just like close the laptop at 5.30, go do something that actually fuels your passion. And for me, um, that has been like starting a, like a small side hustle. Um, um, <laughs> oh, we can't wait to talk about the side oh, hustle. Starting side hustles, um, going and doing, uh, joining a sports league, going out for a drink with a friend. Like, I, I mean, this kind of all ties back into fun on weekdays and just mm-hmm. like remembering that like outside of your nine to five, there are like outlets that you can use to be able to escape that stress that you're feeling in that nine to five. And and just reminding yourself and, and leaning on the people around you that it doesn't have to be a forever thing. Um, and to just follow, I mean, for me, the side hustle thing is mm-hmm. like, okay, if I keep doing this on the side, if I keep using my five to nine to fuel what I actually want to do and, and put the time and work into that and have like a couple hard months that I feel like I'm working like crazy mm-hmm. for it to eventually turn into something that I could take into full time. It's so worth it to me. And I, I love to challenge myself in that way. That's how I stay motivated. I'm always looking for the next best thing and the next best challenge. And, and for me, uh, that has become like <laughs> uh, my side hustle. Yeah. I mean. So you guys, Megan's side hustle that we're talking about here, it's not only fans, but she has been making <laughs> really good fucking money I know I'm alluding the fact that I have an OnlyFans but it's it's not at all you could have one you could Um, hey we wouldn't we wouldn't judge you here but Megan has been popping off on her Amazon storefront and that is something that I don't do I've like just truthfully in my mind like I really haven't really used Amazon that much until I got this office and I, I did get a lot of stuff in the office from Amazon but I did not understand the 
capacity of how much an Amazon storefront could bring in revenue, regardless of the amount of followers that you have. So Megan, you take it away. You you tell them, you tell them, work your magic. That people don't understand how lucrative of a business that Amazon is. I mean, obviously, everyone knows that Amazon is a powerhouse. They they kind of have every brand in the world like under any them. type of makeup you need, yes. any type of cleaning and supplies. It's you need. there at the snap of your fingers, and I think that's what people like. They like um, the fact that it can be Efficiency. at their door within. 48 hours and it's wild it's, yeah it's efficient. we've become so impatient because we have amazon prime it's like yeah. if we can't get it in a day i don't want it <laughs> yeah and i think for me i would say it started back in march i was planning a trip to costa rica with some friends and my boyfriend and i had made a video of like what's in my amazon cart like just for fun i i'm not a, a tiktoker i don't have a following um at all but i'm like yes, okay girl. now now i do i'm like at 8k which to, to me that's nothing compared to to miss superstar over here but no that's a lot you're um, you're good but I, I didn't have any followers at the time I think I had a thousand when I made that video and and one of them and I kept making them because I'm like okay this is kind of fun like I'm mm-hmm. always shopping on Amazon if there's one thing uh, and I know a lot of people will think that's controversial because uh, it is kind of fast fashion but fast fashion but I I always buy on Amazon. Like no matter what I'm wearing, Jenna's like, "Oh, that's cute. Where'd you get that?" I'm like, "Where do you think?" Like, if there's one thing I'm gonna do, it's buy from Amazon. Amazon. (laughs) Um, But so I started um, making videos that eventually gained traction, and one of them had reached over 1.3 million views. And this is probably I, I was talking about how much money you could actually make on Amazon with a small following and without being a content creator. Because for me. I don't really want people intruding in on my life. Like, I don't want to be a content creator <laughs> at this point in my life. But I do thoroughly enjoy, like, I do want to make some money. I do want, I want to, I want to grab that bag. <laughs> um, but I also love posting about the stuff I buy on Amazon because I, I do. I probably have a package every two days, like, drop it at my doorstep. So it, it is something that I'm passionate about. And I, I also know the best way to get a video to go viral. And that's not something that a lot of people know how to do, especially on TikTok. It's like, okay, how can I grow my account? Like, how can I gain a following? And and I'm like, okay, even though I don't want that for myself, I do know how to do it. And mm-hmm. I do know the strategy behind it. So I also started making videos, teaching people how to strategize SEO and how to get their content noticed, how to use the right music, the right techniques to, to really make a viral video. Wait, what is SEO? SEO. The way so, that I don't even know what that means. What does that uh, mean? Search engine optimization. Oh, see, and you know what? My ass worked in advertising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I started making videos to explain to people what that was and, and how they could to use that and incorporate that in their videos. So for me, it's making the right captions, using the right taglines, um, making sure the text on the video was aligned to what their content was actually, what, what content was actually being pushed out to their viewers. So it was getting on the correct for you pages, like all the small strategies behind it that people don't really think about and, and what TikTok on the back end recognizes and pushes to your exact niche or your exact audience um, is something that I have found to be really passionate about and I didn't realize about myself. Um, and, and this has just been in the past like, couple of months, I'd say. Um, so I really took, I took it and ran with it. When you have one viral video, you got to keep that momentum mm-hmm. and keep posting. Um, otherwise yeah. it kind of dies out. 
Um, so I did. I kept that momentum, kept posting about Amazon, what's in my cart, doing hauls, doing try-on videos, and and um, doing doing videos that were related to Amazon and related to how to get people to click your storefront. And mm-hmm. people love that stuff. They they eat that stuff up, especially girls that were, are young and, and trying to have a passive income on the side, uh, aside mm-hmm. from their nine-to-five. Um, and in the meantime, it, it brought in such a new stream of income to me that I, I didn't realize was possible. I think within one month on Amazon, and this is with it less than 8,000 followers. I think I have 7,500, a little over 7,500 right now. (laughs) I, in one month, 30 days, I made $7,400. And that I will say candidly is more than what I make in my true nine to five. And, mm-hmm. and I, I like to be upfront about that type of stuff because I think when, when girls start these Amazon storefronts and they start these affiliate marketing programs, even mm-hmm. in, like to know it and, um, and different in partnerships that they do, they won't talk about the money aspect of it. And, yeah. and although there are certain things with brands that you can't disclose and you can't share, I think it's important to remember that if I can pick up the camera and pick up the phone and and talk to the camera and make six hundred to a thousand dollars for one video doing that. It is so easy to make a passive income. Um, totally, even if you're not a content creator, you have no intention to be. Yeah, and this is not even making like UGC. So two weeks ago, I had Jenna on, and she was one of my followers, and she does UGC content. So this is more so like making videos that brands then use on their accounts or they use it for ads. And Megan is solely making videos on her own account. A couple of them have like blown up. A lot of them have done like pretty well, like tens of thousands of views. Some of them like just, you know, regular views. But Even like the ones that have under 10,000 that hit like six to 8,000 views. Yeah. Um, I will convert well, I will look, I will look to see, cause when you go in your Amazon storefront, you can see what people are purchasing. Obviously you don't know who's purchasing it and when, but you see the items that they're purchasing and I'm seeing like my top five to 10 items that are are doing well in sales. And, and really it, it does convert because I'm seeing all of the clothes that I'm modeling and the accessories and, and even just, like, the sneakers that I'm wearing, like, convert in into my Amazon storefront. I'm like, people are actually That's watching crazy. these videos, even the ones that don't go viral. So it's like, why don't I It doesn't matter just, if it doesn't go viral. Like, yeah. people get so caught up on the number of views, the number of likes and comments and everything. But this is just total proof that you do not need to have thousands, millions of followers in order to make social media an income. Yes. And... I think now after talking to Jenna and talking to a few different of my peers, like people are able to, and I used to look at micro influencers and be like, why would they quit their job and do this? Like they're clearly not making enough money to support themselves. Like I think that's such a stupid, irrational decision, but now mm-hmm. I see it. I see it when I have a full-time job and I'm probably putting in maybe three or four hours a week, which is, is really small in the grand scheme of things as like a passive income mm-hmm. perspective. Um, how much money can come out of it? And imagine getting to put a full eight hours into that five days a week or six days a week, mm-hmm. how that could triple or quadruple in in one month. So it's like I understand the thought process and, and the rationality behind it, even though you do have to be very careful about how – you work with these brands and make sure they're long-term and, and that you're working with brands that 
are going to be a fruitful and long partnership with you, which I'm sure mm-hmm. when you started out in your influencing career, uh, you were very selective on who you're working with because yeah, these brands also showcase who you are and what you like as a person and people get attached to that. So totally. it's something I'm still navigated to that I've definitely leaned on you for. Oh yeah. I've made some mistakes for sure. There've been some brands that I've worked with that I'm like, I will never, I will never work with them again. Some brands that like, you just have to be so cautious um, especially when there are like a multitude of brands that you can work with, you have to be just that much more cautious. And I have definitely made my fair share of mistakes and you live and you learn and that's okay. And you just move forward and you just never work with them again. And you encourage other people to not work with them. But, um, going to your question, well, going to what you said about like, imagine what you could make if you did make it your full-time job. My question is, do you think that you would still enjoy it the same if you did make doing an Amazon storefront kind of like your full-time job? I mean, I feel like you and I have talked about this a little bit and, and when it does become your job and I've seen so much content of these creators that actually take this into their full-time job and they're like, it's just not the same. Like I feel like I'm lacking creativity or I'm having brain fog. Like I just don't feel like getting up and making a video today. And that's my biggest fear is like, I really enjoy doing this right now. Um, do I see myself doing it forever? Probably not. I don't think I'd see myself getting up in front of a camera and and trying on clothes forever. It's just not something I I see myself doing at 35 years old. Um, (laughs) But for now, I think it's such a good way, uh, like an entryway into other things. So like when you are making this type of income for yourself, especially in a passive way, you're putting it away, you're saving it and stuff that you can invest into things that you could see yourself doing long term, which is starting businesses. Or Mm -hmm. for me in this case, I would love to start Amazon drop shipping. Whereas like this oh. is money that is working for itself in the background. What um, is Amazon drop shipping? So I'll kind of explain a little bit about um and the storefront what, too. Well, so yeah, I'll because I feel like a lot of people don't really understand how storefront works. Yeah. So when you apply to the Amazon influencer program, you're initially applying to the Amazon affiliate program. And usually everyone within like 600 to 1,000 followers with good engagement, like post good content, will be approved for the program depending on obviously Amazon's guidelines. Um, But from there, obviously you're making a small commission on whatever you're selling for them. And they will ask a select few to be invited into the Amazon Influencer Program. And thankfully, um, I was invited into that after I think hitting so many views and making so many sales for them after Prime Day. Oh, um, yes. Pop so off on that is, that is honestly what made my account pop off. But <laughs> um, after that, they had invited me into the influencer program. There's a lot more benefits that come with that that, that probably can't be disclosed. But mm-hmm. um, and the difference between being an influencer and having a affiliate affiliate program, there really is not a ton of uh, there's not a ton of differences between the two. I would just say one's a little bit more lucrative than the other. So okay. once Amazon sees that you're obviously bringing in revenue for them a month, um, that that changes pretty quickly. And and from month to month, obviously, there's more benefits that come along with that as they see that your sales goals rise. And um, yeah, it, so I would say that's the only difference between the two, but you have to start somewhere. And for me, that changed after just two months in the affiliate program. So mm-hmm. it can happen very quickly with a short amount of time and in, like not a lot of followers. So it's very possible for someone to just walk in and, and be successful within three months on yeah. Amazon storefront. Yeah. 
Mark your calendars, you guys. Macy's is hooking you up with all of the deals this fall. Macy's VIP sale has arrived just in time to get everything you need to cozy up this fall. From September 23rd to October 3rd, you can get 30% off of regular sale and clearance items, plus 15% off of beauty. That's 30% off of pretty much everything from clothing, shoes, handbags, home decor, appliances. They've got everything. Check it out at Macy's.com and check out my landing page at Macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. And for the storefront, so I recently made a storefront a couple a couple months ago. Honestly, when I started making the, um, when I started getting stuff for the office, a lot of people were asking where like the rugs were from specifically. And I was like, oh, it would just be so much easier if I just link it. And I did not set it up correctly. <laughs> I don't know what I did with the Amazon storefront, but it is not correct. Um, and I don't know. I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. I don't really care to put the time and energy into like figuring out what I did wrong. Like whatever. And then I started talking to Megan and I was like, wait a second, wait a damn minute. I'm like, I know you texted here. me that one day. You're like, what are you doing differently than me? Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what did I do? I was like, the influencers coming to me for advice. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's crazy because the Amazon storefront, so I did not know this. Apparently, like, all you need to do is just click on this link. And so if you click on the link, it doesn't matter if you buy anything from their storefront. Whatever you buy from Amazon within that session, the commission will be attributed to that person's storefront. So, like, let's just say you click on Megan's top. You love Megan's top, and then you get sidetracked, just like I get sidetracked. And then you buy a TV and a console, and you just spend $2,000. The commission for that goes to Megan then. So, even if it's not anything in Megan's storefront, her storefront is what brought you to Amazon. So, it's inc- it's it's crazy because you don't even technically have to sell anything from your actual storefront in any of your lists. You just need to drive traffic to Amazon. Yeah, it, it is crazy. And I've seen some people buy some wild stuff through my Amazon storefront. That What's the craziest thing? Um, I've seen a few dildos. What? Uh, <laughs> no way. Yeah. And it, it's funny because you can literally see everything that's purchased through your Do link. Do you see the person's name? Um, no, no. Oh, it, my it, God. It, obviously, that all of that is private. I have no idea who's purchasing <laughs> it. But um, I think the one of the very first people to purchase through my storefront link was Connor. Um, oh my god! Uh, and he imagine if he's buying something wild. I, and I didn't even realize it was him. I had just noticed that someone had bought like a a crazy joke <laughs> bumper sticker for one of his friends, like for his birthday, that he was gonna send him in the mail. And I'm like, who is buying this weird bumper sticker? And it had like a, ba- a crying baby on it. And 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 he he actually picked me up to um, go out to dinner later on that day, and he was like, "Look what I just got my friend! Like I just got him this bumper sticker." And I'm like, like "Wait a babe. second! I'm like, did you click my Amazon storefront <laughs> link because I got?" And that is when it kind of clicked that no matter what they're buying, it's affiliated with your link. And I'm like, affiliate marketing, like the light bulb went off. Yeah, and I think that's where people kind of have like these preconceived notions that it's so hard, like. How am I going to get people to purchase things in my Amazon storefront? Honestly, just put things in your storefront that you like and that you would actually in, like have in your own closet because yeah. chances are if you're buying some of this product and, and a lot of this stuff is is cheap. Like if you buy a pair of sunglasses and you wear those sunglasses in three TikTok videos that maybe get 4,000, 5,000 views, um, that will convert. And, and it's a lot easier than people think it is. 
I actually just saw a TikTok the other day of this girl saying, now that people know how Amazon storefronts work, people are starting to like rebuttal them. Like they are doing everything in their power to like close out every single freaking browser and they will figure out, basically the TikTok was, I will find the product I like, I will find it on their storefront and then I will exit out of all of my Safari links. I will clear my cache, whatever, whatever you got to do. I don't know, whatever it is to like get your shit off your phone. And then they'll open a new browser and then they will search it on their own to make sure that the person who made the Amazon storefront doesn't get a commission. So what are your thoughts on that? Because (laughs) I think now that people have transparency into what the storefront is, every time they see a video, they're like, I don't want to give them commission. Yeah. And I totally get it where you probably, if you are on that side of TikTok, you're scrolling through your video, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Like, I mean, that's all I see on my 40 page, but I actually enjoy seeing that content. So yeah. it doesn't matter to me. And I've heard people to refer to it as like the new MLM, which is oh funny because I'm like, <laughs> I do not want to be associated with Girl that boss. at all. But I'm like, you know, this is a way for girls our age to make money and make money quick. And for me, at least I have a crap ton of student loans. And like, for me, this is help paying all of that off. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to put, you, no, you have no idea what someone is going through or what their personal life looks like or what their financial situation is like. And I, if I see someone's Amazon storefront, um, I think her name's Michaela Valenti. Um, I follow her and she is huge on Amazon. I always shop through her Amazon link just mm-hmm. because she had one, she always posts that stuff. She always posts like Haley Bieber dupes and mm-hmm. and stuff that I'd actually wear and it's just like you're s- making not only supporting that creator but a lot of times small businesses are on Amazon and you are purchasing technically from these small businesses as well and and even though a lot of them might be drop shipper shippers which might be the case um, there are small business owners that post their product on Amazon and, and these influencers are posting about their product. They're making that cash too. So mm-hmm. I think it's just a support thing. And if you feel that way where you're going to purposely go out of your way to exit out of a browser, just so that one person the doesn't get high. that $2 or $3 commission on like a $60 top, like that's kind of on you. <laughs> the <laughs> your amount own of time that you spend like doing that, it's just takes more time. Is it, yeah, exactly it to necessary? your point. It's like two or three dollars. Yeah. Does it like really matter at the end of the day? I do understand though. However, I do understand people in their minds. It's like they would maybe have more, what's the word? Not excitement. They would maybe have more support for a smaller creator. So they see someone with like 50,000 followers or 10,000 followers or less than that. And they see them with their Amazon storefront. They might be more likely to support them versus like Charlie D'Amelio mm-hmm. who's doing an ad for store for Amazon, like her favorites and stuff. Cause in their minds are probably like, well, she has millions of followers. Like imagine the amount of fucking money she's making from Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine how people would want to maybe support a smaller creator versus somebody who is larger because even just knowing that a small creator with, 8,000 followers can make, you know, 7,400,000 or $7,400 in a month. It, it's wild to try and do the math and figure out how much a, like a larger creator can make. I met a girl who is a larger creator and she made $20,000 in a day. And I, I wanted to throw up. I was like, oh, you're kidding. You're kidding. It really just like, it's wild. 
I don't know why I haven't done it. I just <laughs> you really need to. You need to get on the. And I know a lot of the times uh, people are posting the same products over and over and over yeah. again. It gets a little, especially like the workout sets. I see a lot of those. Um, but I feel like I actually enjoy like laying in bed at night scrolling and finding products that like I've never seen in anyone's Amazon storefront mm-hmm. so I feel like that has kind of been my my quick wins my my niche is that finding things that you never see in yeah. anyone's Amazon storefront um, but aside from that I realized that with that like I want to help other people do this too and mm-hmm. and it's not some gatekeeping thing I'm yeah. not trying to tell you like oh, I made $8,000 and I'm not going to tell you how I did that, like, at all. I just made it through affiliate marketing and be so, like, sketchy about it. Yeah. Um, so I started well, making videos of how I started my Amazon storefront, what are the requirements to have an Amazon storefront, um, how can you drive engagement, get people to click your link, and mm-hmm. and really all of that comes with building, like, an online persona and a brand for yourself and, and putting yourself out there, even if it's a little awkward at first and you feel like people might be – judging you especially people who know you and follow you in, in the real world which I'm sure you've yeah. experienced once or twice now so. you block it out you're um, just like yeah I think videos. now at, at your point you you definitely have blocked it out but when you're first starting you're like okay you kind of have to put your mindset and be like post like an influencer post like an influencer who doesn't care and and just go with it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day like you're making someone money might be judging you but you're making money and I have never seen this much income in one month from like having two jobs at one time basically now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's setting me up to be able to do something in the future in the next couple of months to start my own drop shipping business and, and find products that people would actually be really excited about. Like uh, for example, I wear this, this gold bracelet and it's kind of a dupe for the Cartier love bracelet. Mm -hmm. Had it on my wrist for two years. I originally bought mine from a drop shipper on Amazon two years ago. No, I haven't taken it off in two years. Oh my um, God, she's in good shape. Isn't she? She's yeah. really cute. And I have no shame. She's fake as hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I want to buy products that people would be excited about seeing on my profile and that I would actually promote. So yeah. finding products like that to, to drop ship and, and buy from wholesalers and distributors in the U.S. <laughs> and support U.S. businesses um, is something that I, I definitely could see myself doing because... If you're finding products that you would wear yourself and that you would promote on your own TikTok page, I'm driving engagement through my TikTok page and then driving engagement to my Amazon storefront to purchase the products that I'm selling. So it's like a double whammy. It's like a double whammy. You're making the commission on the products that you're selling. You're also selling. Yeah. So I I think there's a lot more uh, behind the curtain stuff that people don't realize um, comes into it and, and why people push certain products the way they do but yeah I I think that it's a super lucrative business and definitely a possibility to take it full-time once you feel like you're ramped up and you have like a couple viral videos but you just got to keep the momentum and yeah keep going totally okay um so your advice you said this SEO situation SEO CEO (laughs) whatever you want to call it what is what are like your key three, four, five, whatever it is, what are your key steps to making a video perform well or go viral or whatever this, you know, advice is that you give to other creators? Yeah. So I think there's a few different things, a lot of trial and error. And and being that I am a small creator there, sometimes I will take the same video, edit it in CapCut, um, aside from editing in TikTok 
make the video and use that same video with different sounds and different titles on the video and see how they perform against each other. So you're almost testing TikTok's algorithm. Wait, the way that we literally had something in our ads manager called this. Oh my God, what was it called? Creative optimization. That's what it was called is we have brands give us the same assets and then the TikTok algorithm will match different fonts, different text overlays, different um, audios, different like editing, and it'll perf- it'll push those out as ads and then we'll see what, what the ad spend goes to the best. So then you can understand what it performs the best. So you're saying do this on, on an organic own, on level. On your own time. And I find, and use your analytics. You look at, see who mm. is watching your videos, what time they're watching their videos, who's your, who's your niche. Obviously, I have a lot of females between the ages of 18 and 30 watching my videos. I'm like, Usually... Um, weekdays and Sunday nights between the hours of 7 and 11 p.m. is the best time that I have posted my videos. But aside from that, I think music is also really important. I think people get caught up on these trends and think that the videos with um, the music that has a million plus users and are going to be the ones that perform the best because they're the viral music video, the, the viral sounds. Um, and that's not the case at all. I, I find it most helpful to me and I find that my videos perform the best when I'm using um, sounds that have under 500 uses so really finding Crazy. those DJ like you know how you'll find like we'll come across those sounds that's so like a remix of a song a Taylor yes. Swift song or like I, just a random Nicki Minaj remix like I saw like a country Nicki Minaj one today and I was like mm-hmm. how the hell did somebody make this video and then they type into their sound how the how do they find this audio there's no way funny and enough I, I TikTok likes original content that's why when you repost content with your watermark on it it never performs it doesn't do well it never will and it's because TikTok wants to know that this this sound never and this video before. has never been seen by anyone before. And that is when they're going to decide to push it. And and these are things that I just taught myself just laying in bed, posting multiple of the same video mm-hmm. and having no shame about it because <laughs> like, I don't have a following anyway. No one's going <laughs> to, if they don't see it, they don't see it. If they do see it, it went viral. And I think I remember one time I, I know she's controversial, but I posted a um, coupon code that I'd been using for We Were Wet's website that okay. had, was taking like $20 off my order every single time. So I'd literally go on and buy like my <laughs> underwear for $20 and free shipping. <laughs> and I posted it. I posted it on TikTok and all the girlies came for me. They're like, why are you supporting her face? <laughs> and I was like, girly, I'm just trying to get a free underwear. Aren't you wearing We Were Wet shorts? <laughs> I'm also wearing the free We Wore What panties, too. Eventually, that code did change. It no longer works. Sorry, girls. But, um, yeah, and I posted a video like that, but I posted it twice. And one of them, I think, got 1,000 views, and the other one got 20,000. I eventually privated them both because I was getting bullied. So, (laughs) but... I, it just goes to show that if if you're willing to, <laughs> if you're willing to actually take the time, make different captions, use different sounds, oh play around God. with the title on the video. The first two seconds of the video are the most important. You want to have it. It's called I call it the hook, where you want to get the audience's attention within those first two seconds. And for me, I I truly have the attention span of a goldfish. So. I blame TikTok for me not being able to sit through an entire show anymore because I can't watch a video that's over 10 seconds. So mine being usually between 
10 and 14 seconds yeah. at max 30 seconds are the ones that perform the best and the ones that convert into my affiliate links. So yeah, I mean, this is really good advice. Like truly, I've never heard anybody say that you should use creative optimization for organic content. That's really smart. And I think especially I have totally like fallen into a rut. I think right now I've just been so drained of like, I don't even know what to post. I don't know. Like kind of what we talked about when it becomes your job, it just kind of like it, it dreads on me a lot. It's like, I don't even know what to make content of. Cause I don't even know what people want of me anymore. And I feel like I've kind of exhausted a lot of like creativity and just spreading yourself so thin. It's like really good to be surrounded by people that still find enjoyment because that like really does rub off on me in a very like non weird way. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, that's really good advice. I don't know why I didn't think of that. And I've just been, maybe part of the reason why I'm in a rut is because I haven't been doing anything different for so long. And I'm still doing these like one to three minute long videos and it's just talking and it's just like, it's really not attracting a new, you know, like audience or anything, which for me, I don't really care about that. I care about like community, but I think kind of switching up my content using some of those techniques too would would help for sure. I think... I mean, I've always enjoyed watching your content, especially when we are partnerships with, like, Nasty Girl. Like, people love <laughs> to watch so. you put outfits together and watch you unbox things. Like, even though there are those some of those haters that are just like, Jenna can't dress herself in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> They're not wrong. So <laughs> Neither can I. I'm always wearing sweatpants. But it's just, like, you – I it's hard because I'm not a content creator with a huge following. So if it did become my full-time job, I'm sure I would have the same – feelings that you're feeling too and I think just like honing back into like your creative side and trying new things and switching it up and (laughs) doing a dance or like (laughs) can you imagine tomorrow I'm like (laughs) doing a dance on TikTok maybe I will maybe maybe we'll record one after this you know what I recorded today I recorded a video of me singing and I was like no I'm not fucking posting that you used to do that all the time I know I did used to do that all the time back in my like theater girl era and then I was like, no, I stopped. I wasn't going to post it because I was like, no, this is going to like end up somewhere. People are going to make fun of me. And I, was I like, think no, you also, like, you post things that you think people want to see. but yeah. And then you forget to post things that you actually enjoy creating. You're and, so right. You're and so actually, right. who is that makeup artist? Michaela. She's the girl from New Jersey. Yes. I do not know how to. I do not know how to pronounce her last I, name. I don't even want to, I don't want to try. I'm going to butcher it. Yeah. But Michaela, she's a makeup artist. She's from New Jersey. She has a thick New Jersey accent. She's so, I love her. Are you sure it's not Boston? Or maybe she's Boston. I think she's from Massachusetts. Um, Michaela from Massachusetts. She, makeup artist. <laughs> basically, she's a makeup artist on TikTok. And I love her content. She, it's so like, it's just quick. It's, it's to the point. She's a great storyteller. She's really engaging. I, I love her as a content creator and, she has made multiple videos now about how she feels so burnt out because she's not making the content that she used to make for herself that made her love content creation. She's making, and she's doing her makeup in ways because people are telling her how to do her makeup. And she's like, I've lost my love for doing this because of that. And, and I think it's just kind of going back to your roots. And, and I remember you would just like pick up your phone, film and hit post. You wouldn't even put a caption. So it's like, I know. I think that's why you have such a true, com- like, strong community is because it was that Jenna. And I, I think you still have that super strong community, but you almost feel insecure that you don't because you're not gaining a new attraction or switching things up enough. But yeah, posting what you love and, and 
not really caring what people think of it or I mean turn off the comments if you want to too like just post whatever you want I think that's what keeps the job fun when people turn off the oh shit when people turn off the comments though I just like my mind automatically goes to oh this is a controversial video or like they think they're gonna get canceled or something like Mm -hmm. when I see the comments are off I'm like oh shit something's wrong (laughs) something's wrong but okay just to kind of wrap things up so you've been crushing it with the Amazon storefront and you're kind of at this time right now where you're trying to figure out like what is next and maybe not feeling like super passionate anymore about um about recruiting kind of like where are you at in terms of like your next steps and kind of what you're thinking I guess I think for me even though I always make impulsive decisions stability has always been my number one priority especially when you get into your late 20s and thinking about what's next for me is I would love to be able to take this full time. And it's really great having such a close friend who does this full time and I can lean on and ask for advice. And I have other people that I know that also do this and have made a full time income for themselves just from doing this. So it's, I know it's possible. And I think it's just taking that step. And and even if it's scary or I might fail. um, And it's also great to have the support of my parents, um, just telling me that you're young, you should do it now rather than when you're 35 and you have a family and you can't do that, that you you have to make decisions based on other people rather than just yourself. So mm-hmm. I think right now it's just figuring out when is the best time to f- take that step and, and really put my all into it because I, at this point I feel like I'm ready to do it. But obviously with that comes decisions um, around like, the basic necessities of life, like healthcare right. and oh my god, and things and student loans and and being able to support myself and and make sure that I'm secure. Um, that's the most important thing because I do want to stay in Austin. I, I I feel like I eventually want to buy a house, whether it's here or somewhere else, and and making mm-hmm. sure I'm set up for success. So um, I think for now I, I'm gonna stick to doing it as my five to nine. But who knows? I mean, two months can really change anything. I mean, it's yeah. changed my entire not only perspective on social media, but it's changed my entire bank account. So, I mean, two (laughs) months from now, I might feel completely differently. um, But I think finding a passion outside of your nine to five is is what I'm getting at and and what I've found in this. So teaching people to do this and is something that I see myself doing full time and I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I just like looping back to fun on weekdays, I think finding the passions outside of your nine to five, if your passion isn't that, is what allows you the opportunities to leave that and find fulfillment elsewhere. Because without investing time in yourself outside of your job, like you're you're gonna be kind of like stuck. Stuck. Yeah. And that is something I felt for a very long time in New York and Austin was kind of that refresher for me and, and starting this Amazon and starting a TikTok was that refresher for me and I'm always looking for a new challenge and, and ways for me to use my creative side of my brain. So that's it's that's really been it for me. And I, I'm, i like, happy to always, if you ever have any questions for me, reach out. I'm yes. happy to answer. DM me on Instagram. <laughs> I am more than happy to help because it's definitely something I'm super passionate about and happy to teach. Perfect. All right, Megan, plug yourself. Where can people find you on Instagram and TikTok? Um, you can find me at same username, just Megan Morrow um, with an H and two N's. But yeah, I, follow me on Instagram and TikTok. And her, yeah. na- her name will be in the description. So within the episode, whether you're listening on Apple, YouTube or Spotify, 
You can find Megan, give her a follow, and support her storefront. And also, I hope this gives you the courage to kind of put some energy into one of your side hustles, whether it's an Amazon storefront or not, or something different. Um, Megan, I think you already know this question. I end every episode by giving my listeners an idea of something to do for fun this week. Um, I would say grab two of your girlfriends or someone that you've never met before, which we actually did tonight. We did. Um, we went on a friend date. We went on a friend date. And that's something I haven't done in a really long time. And and just reach out to that person on Instagram. Reach out to someone on TikTok. Make that connection if they're in your city. And and go for a walk. Go for a drink. Go for go for lunch. Meet someone new. Because you never know where that could lead you or the opportunities it could bring you. I mean, um, Jenna has been such a huge help and such a good friend in the past few years, and I can only imagine where her career is going to take her, but Thanks, girl. she's this also just a supportive you. friend, so you'll <laughs> meet someone now. <laughs> and shout out to Madeline. Madeline, if you're listening, we went to a friend date before this, and truly, like, a new friend date. It's refreshing. It is. It's very, very refreshing. Like, you walk away, and you're like, shit, I should do that more. Because you go into it and you're like, oh, am I, am I, this is the wrong decision. Am I yeah. going to like this person? And then you do it and you leave the, you leave the friend date and you're like, I, I think I just found someone that I want to be friend. besties with. Like, yeah. she's great. She was great. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, that is it. I hope you enjoyed this episode or episodes with Megan and I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye.